extraordinary and historic battle unfolding on Capitol Hill. Representative Jim Jordan has just said he's running to replace Kevin McCarthy after his historic removal as Speaker of the House. This election for Speaker is about two issues. Who can bring our team together? Who can unite our conference? And who can go tell the American people what we're doing and why it's important to them? We need to give Israel the time, the space, the resources so that they can win and win decisively and send a message to these evil people who did this. Jim Jordan certainly is a lot of endorsements rolling in. And I'm certainly back in Jim that it's a person who puts the interests of our citizens first. President Donald J. Trump will be announcing his endorsement of Jim Jordan for speaking. We have to have a plan as a conference again. When we elect our new speaker, we have to have a plan that 218 of us support. I had the opportunity yesterday to talk to former Ambassador Friedman. I talked to Chairman McCall. We do need to get together and get the resources there and the support there so Israel can win. The very first thing I would focus on is one sentence. No money can be used to process or release into this country any new migrants. I've been to Israel five times. The, the, the way we can work together and help them has been, it's been a long history of we need to make sure we continue that. We need someone who can unite the conference, and I think just as importantly, unite the conservative and Republican movement across this country. Uh, that's what I think I can do. That's why I'm running for the job. we got to come together as a, as a conference, come together as Republicans so that work can continue, so we can deal with the border, so we can deal with the issues we told the American people we were going to address. All right, so that's the voice of Congressman Jim Jordan, who is the lead candidate right now for Speaker of the House of Representatives. This is Sandy Rios of Sandy Rios 24-7. Uh, honestly, so much is happening on Capitol Hill, but because uh, so much is happening in Israel, equally important, uh, people are really not knowledgeable. And I want to talk about that this morning because I want you to understand the implications here. The implications on the border, the implications on how we handle Israel, the implications of the out-of-control deep state, the uh, uh, implications of the out-of-control Justice Department, all of that is at stake with this speakership. Now, conservatives have, uh, in the last week or so, have selected Jim Jordan. Conservatives in the House, he has become the uh, conference nominee, but uh, the big vote is taking place Today, I'm talking to you on Monday, the 16th of October. Uh, actually, the vote takes place tomorrow, but the conference meets today. And I'm going to ask you right up front, I'm going to ask you right up front to call your congressman and ask them to support uh, Jim Jordan. Now, after I have my conversation with Wesley uh, Denton, you'll understand why this is important. And I'm going to give you the switchboard number so you can just jot it down. It's 202 224 3121. That's 202-224-3121. All right, so just write that down and then listen to the conversation I'm having with Wesley, and I think you'll be very motivated to make that call. Well, before we get into the ins and outs and um, the intrigue, I guess I could say, of selecting a Speaker of the House for the United States House of Representatives, uh, let me just say that uh, this is uh, twenty four Sandy Rios 24-7. You can listen to us, you know, on any podcast platform. You can listen easily on sandyrios.com. You can go to our home ship, AFR.net, uh, and you can write us at sandy at AFR.net. Our Facebook page is up and running. It's We've had a little trouble because we had Sandy Rios in the morning and we had struggle with Facebook to, you know, to 
transfer uh, to Sandy Reels 24-7, but we finally, I think, figured out how to do that. So I know a lot of you like to do Facebook, and I hope you'll uh, go tr- now look for Sandy Reels 24-7 uh, and uh, talk to each other that way and get information from the show that way. Before I talk to Wesley, I'd like to talk to you a minute um, about your heart. Have you ever placed your hand over your heart? How long has it been since you placed your hand over your heart? Now, you know, not to say the Pledge of Allegiance, but just to feel your heart. If you do that, just think, just feel it. It's pretty interesting how it, how it beats. And we know that that's kind of the essence of our life. Well, you know, it's the same for an unborn baby. When you hear that on the ultrasound, you hear that little heartbeat. You hear that little heartbeat. Um, their heart begins to form at conception. And at just three weeks, it's already beating. At five weeks, a baby's heartbeat can be heard by an ultrasound. And that's where preborn steps in because they rescue 200 babies every day from abortion by simply providing a mother with a free ultrasound and allowing her to hear her child's heartbeat and see their perfectly formed baby in the womb. By six weeks, the eyes are forming. And by 10 weeks, a baby's able to suck his or her thumb. Preborn needs your help to save these precious souls. And it's not just the babies, it's also the mothers, because preborn really does give them the reasons why life is sacred. They talk about Jesus, about redemption, about the sacredness of life. And so if you would like to help, you just go to preborn.com slash Sandy. That's preborn.com slash Sandy and make your most generous donation. All right, this is interesting. So get your pencil and paper. Let's go to work. You wonder what you can do when you're watching the news and you're in such despair about what's happening in the border, what's happening in Israel, our part in that, the way our government's handling all of this, the deep state, the J6ers, the Justice Department. You can do something about it by calling your congressman at 202-224-3121, and we'll explain why as I talk to Wesley. Let's listen to today's edition of Sandy Rios 24-7. From American Family Radio, Sandy Rios. We are not called to be nice. We are often called to be confrontational. And here with me in D.C. is Fox News contributor Sandy Rios. I think the most important thing we need to demonstrate to our children is genuineness that we actually believe what we say we believe. A longtime Fox News contributor, Sandy Rios, thanks very much for being with us. Seek justice, not social justice, but God's justice, what's right and what's wrong. Sandy Rios is with the American Family Association, a pro-life radio talk show host. We've got to say this is the line. Life is sacred. Director of Governmental Affairs for the American Family Association. Step up, speak up, say something, do something. The House still lacks a speaker. It won't get one until next week at the earliest, if then. Jim Jordan of Ohio defeated Austin Scott of Georgia behind closed doors as the new GOP nominee. But Jordan remained well short of what's needed to win on the floor. We got two days to lobby and uh, make phone calls, uh, understand why people aren't there quite yet, and hopefully get them there uh, before Monday. Um, you know, the, the, you start applying the pressure of public opinion and uh, good, intimate conversations. I'm confident. I'm confident he'll get there. Jordan scored 124 votes for Speaker Scott, 81, but on a second vote, 55 Republicans refused to back Jordan on the floor. Scott was an unexpected late entry into the race for Speaker, but his candidacy underscored that there are lots of GOP members who oppose Jordan. 
some will never vote for Jordan. Are you there on Jim Jordan? Are you going to support him? No, you're not. Why well, you're not? Uh, I'm voting for Kevin McCarthy. Okay. You're voting for Kevin McCarthy. Is there anything Jim Jordan could do to no. get you to... There is fear that Republicans could lose on the floor like January if they rush a vote. One Republican told Fox the House was now a, quote, blank show. Democrats watched the mayhem gurgle across the aisle. Civil war continues to rage on, miring the Congress in chaos, dysfunction, and extremism. House Republicans have chosen to triple down on the chaos. The House will not vote for Speaker until Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern at the earliest. If Jordan wins, he is the Speaker after a two-week battle. If not, the House remains in paralysis, and the GOP could consider someone else. All right, Sandy Rios with you on Sandy Rios 24-7. That was the voice of Jim Jordan. And while we've been watching Israel, and we certainly have been watching it closely, eating and sleeping and drinking at most of us, uh, there's a battle raging on Capitol Hill. And while you may hear uh, that conservatives have sort of caused chaos, they're breaking things down. It's the reason Israel can't get the support it can get because conservatives can't get their act together. That's kind of the mantra. Well, that's just not true. It is a lie. It's not a lie that there's a battle going on, and you need to know about it. And so I've asked Wesley Denton to join me this morning. He's the COO of Conservative Partnership Institute in Washington, D.C. Um, Wes is following this closely, as I am. And so, uh, Wes, first of all, thanks for joining me. This is a crucial morning, isn't it? It is, Sandy. Thanks for having me on. I'm honored to be on your show. Well, today, as I and, uh, look, we're going to let's start start with a day, then we're going to go backwards. Today, and we're talking. Uh, this is the morning of uh, October the 16th. It's Monday morning. When you hear this, you may hear it later. Uh, but this is what's happening this morning. Uh, they are calling for a meeting this afternoon, and they're trying to get Jim Jordan over the 218-vote line. But um, it's hard to do that, Wesley, isn't it? I don't think people understand how complicated this is. What's what's happening this morning as we speak? Well, uh, what's happening is I think the conservative movement and uh, many of those who uh, uh, believe in the platform of the Republican Party are about on the cusp of having one of the biggest wins uh, in my uh, time working on the Hill, and I've been here for over 20 years, uh, by having one of the most trusted, proven, uh, and well-respected conservative leaders become Speaker of the House, and that's Jim Jordan of Ohio. I think you just heard him uh, earlier in the lead-in talking about the fight in Israel, the problem on the border. Uh, fixing Washington, standing up to the status quo. I mean, he's been out there fighting for the American people for decades, and uh, he's got to be one of the most popular Republicans in the country. And what's happening is they voted to nominate him in Republican conference last week, uh, and there's going to be a vote on the floor at 12 o'clock is around the time that we believe tomorrow, Tuesday, where every member of Congress is going to be called upon by name and asked to who they want to vote for for speaker. And we have about, it depends on how many people show up, because at any moment we have some, we've had a couple people 
sick or retiring, but there should be about four to five Republican majority there. And if all the Republicans stick together with Jim Jordan, we're going to have uh, one of the best Speaker of the Houses that we can recall since Newt Gingrich or even before. He's uh, he's just a tremendous uh, guy, and uh, he's proven himself, and it's going to be a, a great moment. But there's a caucus of about, they say, about 20 moderate Republicans, mostly serving on appropriations in the House Armed Services Committee, led by Mike Rogers of Alabama, uh, who are saying that they're willing to cut a deal with Hakeem Jeffries if they can be guaranteed their committee seats and uh, money to still go to their favored projects. Uh, now, this I, I think many of us look at these as empty threats because they've been made anonymously and through the media. They've not gone to the microphone or said these things officially. Uh, there are a lot of hurt feelings, understandably, about the motion to vacate led by Matt Gates of Florida and then the speaker fight earlier this year led by the House Freedom Caucus. But Jim Jordan wasn't part of those fights. Jim Jordan's been chairman of the judiciary. He was a strong backer of uh, Speaker Kevin McCarthy during his time, uh, and he publicly endorsed Scalise uh, and was willing to nominate him on the floor before Scalise dropped out. So uh, uh, Jordan's well-liked across uh, the caucus, and he has a great shot at being uh, being the Speaker of the House, uh, but we have to see where the votes are uh, Tuesday at noon. Yeah, now let's talk about Mike Rogers, because uh, Mike Rogers is that guy, if people were watching the speakers really battle back in January, uh, they probably saw this big guy come over and try to actually hit Matt Gaetz. Uh, That was quite a moment on the floor. They reported about it. And the the guy that wanted to hit Matt Gaetz, that had to be restrained. I don't know who it was restrained by. Was that Mike Turner? Do you know? I, I can't remember who held him back, but it was Mike Rogers who was trying to uh, throw a punch. Yeah, so that's the Mike Rogers we're talking about. He's from Alabama, and he serves on one of the uh, uh, one of the. I'm sorry, it's uh, not. Tell me the committee. I just can't remember. It's not. Uh, he's the House Armed Services Committee. Okay. Chair. Yeah. So, but the the thing of it is, uh, the problem is for me, Wes, is these guys. Uh, the military complex has be, has taken on such a bad name, the deep state, because of all that's happened. You know, I grew up just loving military, supporting anything they wanted, uh, believing in them because they were a wonderful. Uh, they, I mean, they protected us, and we had so much to be proud of. But now it seems to me it's corrupt. And when I see someone's name associated with that whole thing, I think, why why would you hold out? What do you think he's—what is his reason? I heard, Didn't he say publicly— you said this, but I want to drill down on this. We will. We should go across the aisle, work with Joaquin Jeffries, and see what they'll give us. Uh, and we should work with Democrats uh, to keep Jim Jordan out of this post. What is his axe? Do you think it's it's because of Matt Gates, or what? What's the uh, sus- what's the suspicion on this? Well, specifically stated is that they are concerned about. Uh, or what has been leaked to the press about their main concerns is a possible 1% cut across the uh, board to uh, spending cut for defense and non-defense. And uh, putting that in perspective, uh, I, you know, it wasn't too long ago we were talking about 500 and 600 billion defense budgets. We're at 
nearly the trillion mark now, if not over. Uh, the defense budget is more, uh, at least doubled, uh, uh, you know, during my time in Washington, uh, way past the, the rate of inflation. That's great. I'm a strong national defense conservative. I started my career working on the House Armed Conservative, uh, House Armed, Armed Services uh, Committee with, uh, way back when with Chairman Bob Stump of Arizona and uh, Chairman uh, Floyd Spence of South Carolina, my hometown congressman. So I, I was working in the Armed Services Committee when 9-11 happened, and we were all evacuated mm-hmm. together. I, and believe me, I, I'm a strong proponent of national defense. But what these guys are really talking about is their ability to steer earmarks to their districts and their states and to their favored defense contractors who they're friends with on K Street. That's what this is about. This is not about whether we're going to have a strong national defense and give our our troops uh, what they need uh, and their families and support them and to give our allies the weapons they need, like Israel, who's in the fight of their lives right now. That is unanimous across the the, the Republican caucus. What this is about is about power and control. And what happens is, Unfortunately, the way it works, and I know there's a lot of people on this call that probably support term limits and, and, and want, you know, uh, all these people have made a, a career out of being a politician out of there um, and, and, and they turn it over. But what usually happens is conservatives come to town and serve two to three terms and then they go back to their business and they don't want to make a life out of living in Washington, D.C. But those who like the swamp and like the warm waters of, of K Street and, 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 and Washington, Tend to, tend to stick around and they accumulate power and chairmanships. And that's what's really happening here is he's worried that uh, Chairman Jordan would operate in a more conservative fashion and do what they said they would do on the campaign trail and hold the Biden administration accountable and 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 and, and cut waste and abuse even out of the defense budget. And that could threaten the earmarks of favored chairmen. Yeah, Wes, let me just say to my listeners, for my longtime listeners, they will remember that Jim Jordan is one of my favorites. We, When the uh, Kevin McCarthy first ran for speaker, I personally lobbied and lobbied and lobbied and worked very hard to get Jim uh, to run for speaker and to become the speaker. And then he actually deferred or demurred, whatever the word is, to Speaker McCarthy, and that was very disappointing. But uh, he wanted to be chairman of judiciary, and he's done a great job doing that. He is still the man he was. He was a coach. He knows how to lead men. Uh, He is principled. He also, I would say, as a Christian, and I think that's really important now, uh, understanding the times we live in is very important. So I'm all in for Jim Jordan, but uh, so I want to make that clear. Uh, But I want to say we, um, I want to tell people who the holdouts are. It's not just Mike Rogers. It's Rick Allen. It's Don Bacon. It's Vern Buchanan. Ken Calvert. Tom Cole, all of you in Oklahoma, Tom Cole, Mario Diaz-Bellart, that's, uh, that's Florida, Mike Garcia, Carlos Jimenez, uh, Drew Ferguson, Frank Lucas, Jen Kiggins, John Rutherford, Mike Simpson, Ann Wagner in Missouri, and Rob Whitman and Steve Womack, uh, your congressman. Not representing you, not caring a whit about if you're conservatives, and most of you that listen to the show are, not caring a whit about what you think, and not caring a whit about having Jim Jordan as speaker. They would rather have Joaquin Jeffries if it means they can maintain control. So I'm encouraging all of you to call your congressman, call the Capitol Hill switchboard, or call them at home. I always think it's more 
effective if you call their home office and talk to the people that work for them there. Uh, I want to talk to you about your health care because Christian Healthcare Ministries is making it possible for us to have this discussion. And I'm very grateful to them. And I'm really happy that they po- provide such great service for people like you. You know, when you're running 100 miles an hour and then get hit with a health crisis, you have no idea what your future holds. Well, Dean and Kim had been married for over 20 years, and when tragedy struck, their family was devastated. They immediately took Dean to the doctor and sought treatment. Christian Healthcare Ministries was there for them and shared all $85,000 of their eligible medical cost. Dean's life was spared and he's back in action and has peace of mind knowing that his family was not burdened with unbearable medical bills. If you would like to check out Christian Health Care Ministries, it's uh, you know what it is. Uh, you p- pull your resources, and it's a different way of providing health care, uh, providing you know the money to pay for your health care. Go to chministries.org. That's chministries.org slash Sandy, and check out their prices, what they offer, the levels they have, and see if you can get even better coverage than you have right now. That's chministries.org slash Sandy. Well, I hope that you'll find some time uh, to make that call today. I, I've, I listen. I called my congressman because I know my congressman uh, is, uh, you know, sitting on his duff mostly. I find that disgusting at this time. I honestly do. You know, they, if they're doing nothing, it's not good enough that they hold your baby or you see them at church. If they're not doing anything, if they're not taking a stand right now on this speaker race, they should be out of Congress. It's time to retire. Time to go somewhere else, but stop being a placeholder at this critical time in our nation's history. And that's why I'm asking you to call that capital switchboard number, 202-224-3121, and get them off their duff. Sorry, maybe you don't want to say that. You could just say, don't, <laughs> you don't have to know everything I know and lambast the poor young staffer that's answering the phone, <laughs> which is pretty much what I did because I know what our, uh, my congressman's not doing. Uh, but you can go be polite uh, and just tell them, look, we, we love Jim Jordan. He would be a great speaker. We want, our, we want our congressman to support him. Tell him to support him. His people want him to support Jim Jordan. It's 202-224-3121. That's 202-224-3121. Well, of course, we could not have these discussions without preborn. And... Uh, I talk to you about it every day, but there's something that I don't often say, and that is if you're a business owner, you might be able to consider a larger donation for a write-off because we know government's doing the opposite of saving babies. They're pouring money into Planned Parenthood to take babies' lives. And so, plan, uh, you know, these uh, preborn does not have government money. So I hope that's motivating. Not every one of you can do this, but a donation of $1,000 or 2000 or 20000 would go, would you can imagine what an impact. You know, these not for profits, Christian non for profits uh, who have character and preborn does have character, uh, spend that money well. It goes really far. It's amazing to see what these organizations, these little ones, can do with the bit of money they have. And when you compare it to the left and all of their organizations that you and I are fighting, they have billions, unlimited resources. All right. Well, if you can give a generous, generous donation like that, go to preborn.com slash Sandy. That's preborn.com slash Sandy. And if you're like me 
and you, uh, you know, you give your, what you can give, uh, go to preborn.com slash Sandy. And that's great. You know, God doesn't care about that. He just wants you to give generously. Um, and so, and so do that if you can. So Wes, this is, I don't think people understand, you know, there's some people throwing out names of other people who might, whose names might come up today. Mike Johnson is one of them, uh, but it's, it's been a slog, uh, to get to this point. And so kind of, let's talk about that. I know, um, uh, yeah, there's the guy from uh, Alabama, Austin Scott, or Georgia. Austin Scott, actually, who's Austin Scott? I mean, who knows who Austin Scott is besides his constituents? He suddenly threw his hat in the ring last week. What was that all about? Well, that was a protest vote uh, for for moderate uh, Republicans that wanted to uh, show their anger out of having uh, Matt Gates having uh, done the motion to vacate the chair and to depose Speaker McCarthy. Understand that McCarthy... He, look, uh, I think he's done some. He did some good things and some frustrating things for conservatives as, as well. But the he was part of a leadership team that had been in in place for about a decade. Uh, it was the, usually leadership is always next man up, and so it started with John Boehner and Paul Ryan and and Kevin McCarthy, and then uh, and then uh, Steve Scalise. Those names have been in leadership since the uh, 2010s. And so what happened was uh, over time, as I was talking to you earlier, in Washington, all of this power and control builds up in the hands of powerful leadership and chairmen, and they are all interconnected through through lobbying uh, and and, uh, uh, relationships on K Street, powerful fundraisers and across the country with donors. And there's a lot riding on all those relationships and ties. And so when McCarthy is deposed, by uh, by Matt Gates, that's threatening the network of support on K Street and and within different industries that these chairmen and other moderate Republicans have built up over the years, and so they are upset because all of their former staff and allies outside of D.C. or sorry, outside of Capitol Hill have made a living on being close to power of those who hold the leadership positions. So Austin Scott put himself forward as a as a protest vote, uh, but he immediately, after he lost the vote, uh, endorsed Jim Jordan. I think uh, it's you know it's important to look at here. Many of it, all of these Republicans, and I know there's a lot of folks around the country that are looking at what's happened in Washington. It's like, oh my goodness, can't these guys just get their act together? We this this looks chaotic. Well, it is democracy, and you can look at when when there's there is no chaos and there's no action to the United States Senate, and nothing good is happening in the Senate right now. And that yes, that there is a uh, you know Schumer's leading it, but there could be a lot more fight going on there. So the the chaos and the action shows that your representatives are trying to do something and shake things up and and do something for the American people. But to those who are worried about that and understand that what's happening in Israel is is a generational battle that we have to stand with Israel on and and unite behind, that's even more reason to come together and rally and support Jim Jordan. He has the broad support of the caucus. Yes, there are other names have been floated, but there's no guarantee that they have any more votes than Jim Jordan does. He is he is well positioned. He is a trusted, proven conservative. The House Freedom Caucus exists because it was founded by Jim Jordan and my colleague, Mark Meadows, 
when the Republican Study Committee was taken over by leadership by none other than Steve Scalise uh, years back at the behest of John Boehner. And that used to be the caucus of conservatives. It became overtaken by leadership. And so they disbanded – the people left the Republican Study Committee and created the House Freedom Caucus, which has been the uh, the best hope for our nation from the conservative side that has been fighting at the tip of the spear in all of these battles in Washington. So if you want to stand with Israel, if you want to secure our borders and shut down uh, the southern border and 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 make sure that they uh, that we end the weaponization at the Justice Department and that we hold Biden accountable, the best way to do that is to make Jim Jordan speaker, and they have the ability to do so tomorrow if everyone joins together. Yes, and so I want to repeat, that's why we need you to call, even if you're not sure about your congressman. A lot of people have indicated that they want to support Jim. He's so popular. I don't think that's the problem, Wesley. It's this corrupt, the corruptness, these bad motives and revenge and all of these things. It isn't because they don't like Jim Jordan or don't think he'd be a good speaker. That's the irony of it. And so uh, if all of you would call, take your moment. I've called my congressman, and I think he's asleep. I think he's like um, weekend at Bernie's candidate down in, uh, in you know, and. Uh, Anyway, and we'll get into that. But uh, call your call your congressman and put a fire under them. It's 202-224-3121. That's 202-224-3121. Now, one, uh, before I let you go here, um, Wes, there is also I hear that there's other plans uh, of a way. There's some kind of a resolution they want to introduce to replace the entire House Republican leadership team. Uh, I mean, they're trying all kinds of things to stop the Freedom Caucus no, from— that is a a rumor that's being floated around. There is no ability for to replace the current leadership once they vote at the beginning of a Congress that's set. The only ability that they have uh, is to change who is speaker through the House rules and the motion to vacate. Uh, there is no effort underway that I know of from conservatives to replace the entire slate of of leadership, um, even if as outside as a conservative would love to see some new conservative faces, faces in all of those areas, that's not uh, what is on the table right now. So the, the fight is really on whether we have a conservative, trusted, most popular Republican in America from Capitol Hill, uh, Jim Jordan, uh, to, to lead Republicans and get us back in a fighting position on all of these issues that matter so much to the American people, or are we going to are the moderates in the establishment going to block him and demand that they get someone who's um, just as the same old, same old status quo that's willing to cut backroom deals and is not a great messenger for the people? So that's what's at stake right now. I feel very hopeful. I think people are rallying, rallying to Jim Jordan. Uh, I think it's an important time for our country. And like so many, we, you know, this isn't a battle necessarily that many of us chose to have at this time, but it is the, it is the battle that's here. And it could be a huge victory for conservatives and for the Republican Party and for our nation if people choose to. Uh, make Jim Jordan Speaker of the House. Yes, turning point, a huge turning point on all the issues we are passionate about and we know we're losing our country. This could be a turning point, uh, humanly speaking, to turn that back. And so I'll call your congressman today. It's 202-224-3121. Wesley Denton, thank you. Always a pleasure, Wesley. Thanks for joining me and uh, go forth and do good things, okay? Thank you. God bless you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Same to you. All right, Sandy Rios on Sandy Rios 24-7. 
This is Sandy Rios 24-7 on American Family Radio. Uh, do you think that there is an alternate here where Republicans work with Democrats to find a mutually acceptable speaker? Well, you know, I, I, that, that would not be my preference since Hakeem Jeffries walked away from the opportunity to do that when uh, when Kevin McCarthy was on the floor. You know, the vote on the floor was, should the speaker, Kevin McCarthy, be removed? And every Democrat, 208 of them, voted to remove Kevin McCarthy. So at this point, I, I would prefer there to be you know, a Republican solution because when, when they rejected bipartisanship, it's kind of hard to then go back to it. Mm -hmm. But we have a lot of people on the bench. Uh, I think Jim Jordan will be an excellent speaker. I think he'll be able to get to 217. If not, we have other leaders in the House. And certainly, if there is a need, if the radical, you know, almost just handful of people in the Republican side make it unable, uh, make it us unable to be able to return to general work on the House, then I mm -hmm. think obviously there will, a deal will have to be done. Wow. <laughs> even the reporter can't believe that Micah Turner just said that, that he would be actually even willing to entertain working with the Democrats. And that means Joaquin Jeffries being speaker. It couldn't mean anything else. You think if the Democrats are going to deal with the Republicans in the House, they're going to settle for anything less than the speakership? And that's uh, Mike Turner, who, you know, is uh, his way, you know. I mean, he, and he talk, what do you say, the, the radicals? Uh, that's, uh, he's talking about the Freedom Caucus. This is the state of things. And that's why uh, it's time. Look, if we can, we can set things right in the House now, I cannot overstate how important that is. We have a chance now. These guys that <clears throat> did laid it all out on the line, I think, you know, Matt Gates. Uh, and the the five down to the five, Bob Good and others, because they knew the House could not continue with the corruption and the bad leadership that they'd had since John Boehner and probably before, but that's how far back I remember it. Uh, this was their chance to make that change, and at great risk to their political career, uh, they're getting you know sandbagged. They're getting criticized. They've got nothing to gain. What did Matt Gates have to gain from that? And so um, I'm just telling you, uh, this is our chance to help these people, and I think they're heroes, and I think they deserve our support. So I'm going to say one more time, if you go to 202, dial 202-224-3121. All right, well, so it's always a pleasure for me to call my husband uh, to, to join me on these uh, conversations to think about what we've just heard. My husband, Bruce. Uh, former FBI agent, former prosecutor, who cares? Both of us were in D.C. for a long time, so we have a sense of this stuff. Uh, but, honey, what did you think about, for instance, what Mike Turner just said? He's pretty cavalier about working with the Democrats, don't you think? It never ceases to amaze me how Republicans love to give away power. You never see the but Democrats. But not to other Republicans. <laughs> no, to, to other Democrats. To Democrats. You never see uh, Democrats say, we've got to reach across the aisle and actually do it. They vote in a block. This is, we always talk about a chance to drain the swamp. And I know we overuse that, that term, but this really is an opportunity. At the current state of things, there are three branches of government, obviously. There's the presidency. There's a judiciary and there's the Congress. In the Congress, we control one half of one half of the Congress. So that's one sixth of the government. It's the only thing we have. And now 
people like this Mike Turner are thinking about giving away that piece of the pie. And the, Mike Rogers, yeah, who's the, the, the guy uh, that got the brawl. Yeah. Well, both of them. This, I mean, this astounds me. I mean, I think what we have on display here is really the problem with Congress. And you alluded to it earlier in your conversation with Wesley. Um, we have people that are trying to protect their turf for personal reasons. Uh, this representative down in Alabama, his district is totally defense-oriented. And as you heard, uh, the only um, cut that's being proposed to the defense budget is 1%. Now, everyone knows in the United States government, any budget can, can uh, absorb a 1% um, reduction, and you won't even know it happened. But here's the problem. And this is the problem with Congress, is these people are supposed to be sent to Congress to represent their constituents and what they um, are, are in need of. In this case, what you're doing is you're having people protect the turf that they as representatives have built up over time. Yeah. And the military-industrial com complex is the biggest beast in Washington. And... There is so much waste, fraud, and abuse that goes on with these defense contractors. And then when they get you in their pocket, they really squeeze you. And I think that's what we're seeing here is these people that are resisting Jordan, the reason they're doing that is not because they don't like Jim Jordan. It's because they know if Jim Jordan gets in there, He's going to He's make, going to some make cuts. changes. They don't want changes. And they don't want that. No, in the deep state, you know, a lot of times people, people probably listening, I don't use this term very often, but they're probably familiar with the Uniparty. And that is the whole notion that, and I know this to be true because it's been true ever since I've been involved in DC, is that they're all about the Uniparty are Democrats and Republicans who are all about their self advancement. Uh, the way they make money, their investments, uh, it's a very selfish, unrighteous uh, way of, of governing. They don't care about the people. And so they form a uniparty. They don't say that. Uh, but they work together, just like Mark, uh, Mike uh, Turner just said, oh, yeah, well, if we have to, we'll reach across the aisle and chat with Joaquin Jeffries. And Mike Rogers was even more uh, forthright about it. Yeah, we, you know, we'll work with him, see what kind of a deal they can give us. That's basically what he said. Yeah. You know, and like in Mike Rogers, he's at the northeast part of uh, Georgia, and he's Alabama. in a very – Alabama. And he's a very – he's right across the Georgia border. And he's a very um, – he's in a very red district. So uh, I know he's getting heat. I know the switchboard is uh, really ringing, and we want to help it ring. I'm going to mention one more time, the phone number is 202-224-3121. That's 202-224-3121. You know, what you're seeing here, I think, is really reflections of the problems with our system right now, and that is cronyism and petty pettiness. Yeah. The cronyism being what we spoke about, that these people that go and become representatives, become senators, when they get to Washington... They get buttonholed by all kinds of people because as soon as you get there as a representative, you have to worry about getting reelected. And unfortunately, politics becomes about having money to spend to uh, for your district to, in to, order to, to, to fund your your mm -hmm. campaign. And where does that money come from? A lot of it comes from these companies and these uh, donors, shall we say, that do business and and the representatives 
um, advance the interests of these companies when really they're there supposedly to advance the interests of their constituents. So, and then when to go to the pettiness, I think what you've seen is Matt Gates is a real firebrand. I actually love him. A lot of people do not. Um, he ruffles a lot of feathers, but Matt Gates did nothing that was outside the rules that were agreed upon because when Kevin McCarthy ran for speaker, he was in a deadlock. He could not get elected, and he made promises, and they were promises regarding how they would address the spending in, in, the, uh, in the House, and he also agreed that his chair could be called to be vacated by one person. Those were the rules. Now, after six, eight months, McCarthy had not lived up to hardly any of those promises as far as the spending. Everything was languishing. The spending was out of control. And Matt Gates said, hey, you said you were going to do these bills and you haven't done them. McCarthy still did not address those bills. So what did Gates do? He did exactly what was agreed to by McCarthy when he was put into the speaker's chair and that he agreed to a one-person request to a motion to vacate the chair, and that's all Gates did. He made that motion, it was voted on, and McCarthy lost his seat. Now, there's, you know, the, the reason that the House of Representatives and Senate is there is to make laws. If they can't even obey their own rules or they get angry when someone invokes their rules, what kind of body is that? Well, it's a, and I also want to point out, Bruce, if Jordan is elected, it will break a cycle, which relates to what you just described. But in more detail, uh, back with Boehner, also with Paul Ryan, and then with Kevin McCarthy, those guys controlled the purse strings for the uh, candidates or for the congressmen to uh, representatives to be reelected. They were the ones who doled out the money because they had the big war chest. And these guys in, in the House have to run every two years. It's pretty onerous. And they have to, you can see, everyone of you knows, listening to me, you know how much money it takes to run and how much energy. Honestly, they deserve, those that are willing to do this for the right reasons deserve an incredible thank you from all of us. But um, so the uh, speaker, I'll just talk about McCarthy because that's the most recent, would has this huge war chest. And he would go, the uh, traditional way is that the party in D.C. would not endorse candidates or help candidates in a primary. They would let the locals decide, because they knew the people better, who they wanted as their candidate. But that's changed. Now the uh, Republican leadership in D.C., like Kevin McCarthy and his crew, would recruit people that were not conservative and that would do their bidding and give them lots of money, get them elected, and then they come to Congress, and Kevin and the others in leadership have a, you know, they're, they're in a great place. Uh, they're safe. They're, uh, their leadership is safe, and also the money, money trail is safe. The money stream is safe. He also, Kevin would actually spend money to go out and defeat an incumbent, someone that was giving him trouble, and like, it, like, like Steve King. Uh, and spend money against them and, and or start rumors. They do all kinds of things to get them out. It's so corrupt because it was inconvenient for them and they didn't want that problem. So this is how it's been working. That's another reason why so many people are fighting against it because they came in under that system. So Jim Jordan is going to break the back of that system, God willing, but he won't do it. He's He has, 
I can tell you that lots of moderates and people that would not normally uh, support him have declared they will support him. I just can't tell you right now who. Um, but it, it isn't, it's, not a, it's not done until it's done. And so we need to give them backbone. And um, that doesn't mean he's going to get the 218 when the full uh, Congress votes, the full Congress, the full House of Representatives votes, because it's 218 in that full body. And you can imagine the walking Jeffries and his crew are thinking of all kinds of devious things they can do. And so are these uh, 20 or 10 uh, with Mike Rogers and the rest of them. Uh, planning something. You can imagine that that's happening. So the only recourse we have uh, is to get more and more votes for Jim Jordan. And so I'm going to say one last time, if you call 202-224-3121, call your congressman, call your representative in the House, call them. And I don't care if you know where they stand, they need to be affirmed because there are going to be all kinds of pressure uh, brought to bear and threats, all kinds of things. That's what's already happening. That's how corrupt it is. So call your congressman and infuse some courage and encourage them to do the right thing and vote for Jim Jordan. It's 202-224-3121. All right, well, so there you go. Pretty important stuff. And share this show with your friends if you would. I, I think it's important. This is Sandy Rios. Uh, what a, this is Sandy Rios 24-7. And you can uh, re- email us at sandy at AFR.net. People can listen to this on any podcast platform. Uh, you can face go to Facebook at Sandy Rios 24-7, up and running now. We're so happy to say that. Uh, and you can also go to our home base, AFR.net, and listen. There's so many different choices. But before we go, one more thing. I want to thank my sponsors, Preborn, Preborn Network Clinics. If you'd like to help, go to preborn.com slash Sandy. And also, if you need to check out a better way to provide health care for your family, you need to check out Christian Healthcare Ministries. That's chministries.org slash Sandy. That's chministries.org slash Sandy. Thank you so much for listening to today's edition of Sandy Rios 24-7. 